Welcome to the Are We Still Here podcast, where we talk about what really matters for you and your own health and fitness. I'm Jess. And I'm Sasha. And each week we'll come to you with a no-nonsense topic, which will make you challenge your own thoughts and ask, are we still here? Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast. And let's get to today's pod. Hello. 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 How are are we? (laughs) Good, good. We're recording at a different time today and I'm all thrown off. I know, it's made me a little bit um, out of sorts because it's not the usual structure. Um, We were um, going to have a guest on today, but we've just had a little rejig, but the guest is in a different time zone. So um, that's why we're we're intending to record a little bit later in the day, but hopefully we'll have them on soon so we can... uh, make up for that session <laughs> yes um but today obviously we're gonna talk about something that Jess has we've not actually spoken about before so I think it'll be quite an interesting chat um around obviously I don't it's going to be about AI but I actually I'm not very clued up I think Jess is more clued up on it than I am um, <laughs> I am AI but also Jess is she says she isn't but Jess is more technical than I am. And she says she's not, but she is. Um, <laughs> like when, we, when we talk systems, Jess is like, oh, yeah, she she kind of dumps herself. She's like, yeah, I'm not too good at that. And I'm like, yes, you are. <laughs> I'm not, you're not really good at sorting that out. And I'm like, well, you've done it and I haven't. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I think we all have our own systems and ways of working though. And they might make sense to me, but they maybe don't make any sense to anybody else. So Yeah. Yeah. I said like yesterday my client Claire was in and she she said, Oh, what because she comes in at two o'clock and she said, Oh, what have you been doing? And I said, Oh, between twelve and two, I usually have my lunch on a Tuesday and then I'll um kind of experiment for an hour in the gym. And she was like, Every week. And I said, Yeah. And she was like, Oh and I went, What? And she went, You're so good with your time. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's only 12 till 2, Claire. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah she said, you, could, you could bottle that and sell it. And I was like, what? Doing something between 12 and 2 every week. And she was like, yeah, you'd be, you be, she said, you'd be surprised. And I was just like, maybe to some people that is wild. But to me, I'm like, well, you kind of, with our job, you have to work in times. Always, it doesn't work. I wouldn't yeah. have a job if I didn't have a good with time. You do, and you have to like. I am. Um, I sent my brother a video this morning because he asked me to send him something. So I sent him this thing, and it was while I was out, and it was like nine forty or whatever. And I'd gone for a walk this morning because we'd rejigged the podcast around. So oh, I, went, yeah. I got up and I did work first from like seven until like half nine. Got ready, went for a walk, and flipped my day around because normally I would do the walk at seven. Yeah. And my brother was like, oh gosh, look at you, like having a walk in the middle of the morning. I was like, excuse me. I, I'm self-employed. I can rejig my day to benefit me in whichever way possible. But I also am in the gym three days a week at like half a six in the morning. So back off, pal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you've got to you've got to make it work around you, haven't you? But yeah, structure and routine is definitely what uh helps in our industry. I wonder if Jess, I wonder if you'd find like I wonder if we did not wife swap. Wife swap. Oh my god! I know. You know, I was thinking about you know, wife. Obviously, that was a very good program back in the day. But like, I wonder if we swapped and did each other's schedules. If it would, if it would send us both under. Yeah, it would. Even though the there'll be similarities, it would still not agree with us. See, I I always thought 
for years, I was like, I don't like routines. Routines aren't for me. But I actually do like routines. But I think I always... Like a day isn't... uh, You gotta have something in place. It's just the right mess. I think I always just thought, oh, no, I hate the same sort of monotony of stuff. But actually, when I look at what I do, it is very structured. But I think what I what I meant when I said that was actually I like having the freedom to change things right spontaneity if needed yeah like today with that walk for example I like being having the option whereas maybe if I was in a nine-to-five I wouldn't have that option which is I think what I actually meant by I hate the rigidity of employment probably yeah no absolutely and I think I I do think like you said sometimes it's just different for people I remember I was working with this was years ago I'm talking I was 25 I think and this other PT I was working with in the gym was like I said I really struggle with like time management and diaries and stuff and I was like oh let's see and I'm good at that so I said oh let's have a look at your diary and he was like yeah that's the thing I don't have one I was like how can (laughs) how can you not have a diary when your job revolves around other people coming to see you like how do you know what's going on here I just remember and I'm just thinking right step one Google Calendar, mate. Come on. Google Calendar. Oh my God. Yeah. Like P- PT mentors being like, look at this amazing tool. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that the other day. Hey guys, have you learned how to time block? Well, actually, that's called a that's called a diary. <laughs> You're trying <laughs> to reinvent the way. It's called Google Calendar, you bloody turn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've not, like... you've, not, you've not invented that back off. No. Um yeah. So AI. AI, yeah. yeah. So if anyone, uh, people who don't know... Did we actually this... introduce the podcast or did you just say AI really loud? No, I said AI. AI, oh, AI. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were t- about to, I was about to go into the whole chat... Oh, I've forgotten the name. No, chat GPT and how everyone's talking about it online and saying, I think I saw someone said, if you don't um, if you don't get, get with it, get with the chat GPT thing, then, you know, you're going to go under or something because it could change the way the fitness industry works um Jess what are your views on it so I think as well like I think if you'd given me AI Mm -hmm. six years ago I would have been like oh my god that is so cool like I would have been all over it like it would have been such a me thing to give a go but now I think knowing what I know about marketing and the industry that I'm trying to market my own services to. Mm. I'm a lot more hesitant to do so than I was before. And I think there's a couple of reasons for that, which is I hate the whole copy, the feeling of like just being an industry of duplicates of like all coaches just doing the same. So that's Mm. one of the reasons. But another reason is I'm just a bit wary of, putting all my eggs in one basket and actually, like I said in my TEDx talk, turning off my own intuition and putting all my faith in some sort of source of tech, which is yeah. watches and things like that. It's the same with like AI. So um, if anyone's not familiar with this, by the way, so chat GPT is one of the ones that's like most popular at the moment in regards to you put in um, a search terms for example give me a strength program 
for a female who wants to develop muscle and it will come back, it will search its system um, of all the relevant resources and it will put together almost like a quote-unquote bespoke quote of what you've asked it to do. Um, But as we've spoke about before, there's so many areas to someone's health that make it difficult to make that really, really bespoke. Because you could say, right, well, I'm a female, I've got PCOS, I'm 35, I'm um, I'm five foot three, I'm, and you could give it some specifics, but it's, that's, again, that's just, that's the, that's almost like the factual data is like, that's your height, your age, your weight, you maybe as a person, but it doesn't tell you anything about your relationship with food or your schedule with work or actually how stressed you are at the moment and how well you're sleeping. Like you need to go a whole level deeper to get the actual support from the same level of support that you get from a coach. So I'm just a lot more aware. I'm a lot more wary of it now than I was previously with AI, but I do think there are benefits and I think we are going to have to lean into it a little bit with Mm -hmm. certain things because it is probably the way that many things, not just within the fitness industry are going to start to be generated over time. Yeah, absolutely. But I think we have to also think that there's been so many things that have come into the industry and people have been like, oh, you know, this isn't good for PTs. This isn't good for, and it's like, I haven't noticed any of it. Yeah, what, give me an example. Well, like lockdown. Yeah. Don't you remember when it first, when lockdown first happened and everyone's like, this is the end of PT. Like this, PT's not going to be uh, in person, I mean, sorry. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, this is going to be, um, PT's going to be dead now because people are going to get so used to having remote coaches. People are going to get so used to doing stuff online, doing stuff from home that um, it's the end of the industry, really. And I remember reading that and thinking, what a stupid thing to say. Mm-hmm. Do you honestly think that an entire industry is going to die? because of this and I remember just thinking and people are like, oh, are you worried and I was like no I'm not worried mm-hmm. at all I've never been less worried it's like you have to remember that certain people like certain things so like I've got a few clients actually who have the most amazing gyms at home to the point where I'm like wow that's amazing they still go to the gym yeah yeah and, yeah, like, oh, and you know we say like environment people are, oh you know it's accessibility it's environment it's whether it's there it's whether it's easy to get to and it's like yeah it is but it's also not it's like I have a gym next to me here am am I more likely to use it because it's right in front of me no I'm more likely to want to have some time away from the desk and go outside and walk to the gym and go and have a good session away from my house so when I started saying oh you know I've got this I've got this dumbbell I've got this I've got this I've got this I'm like obviously at lockdown we had no choice it was a bit different but people built these amazing gyms. And then the same client yesterday I was talking to, she's just sold all her at-home gym stuff. Mm. And it was mega stuff as well. She's like, what's the point? This is gathering dust. She's like, I'd rather go to Total Fitness. Yeah. Go to the gym and go out and no, enjoy. Yeah, it's the same for the gym that I've got. I, I was in there the other day and I said to Matt, can you put the plates away when you've like used them? Because Matt uses the home gym more than I do. And he was like, why do you even care? Because you don't even use it anymore. I was like, excuse oh, me. I was like, excuse me. I do go in there every now and again, actually. Um, yeah. You're a perfect example of it. I don't use it as much as I, that's as as what I should. But then because I obviously work in a gym, there's I time my sessions in with that. But there is obviously... I agree. The atmosphere, the environment, being away from home, especially when you're self-employed and stuff, it's all or work from home. Yeah, it's and nice I think 
Exactly. And I think talking about AI and um, everything online and stuff, it's, you've, have you read about this like third space thing? About mm-hmm. like, we used to have a third space and now yes. all of our spaces are kind of turning into one. Oh. So. And, and now I've just clocked why they call it a third space, the gym in, in London. Ah, I didn't think it well. Well, basically, guys, the third space is like to say, this is, I am at home right now. This is my home. And then you have work. So that's my second space is my work. I guess it's where you spend the most time. And then the third space is somewhere that's not work and it's not home. It's somewhere. Mm-hmm. So um, church is one of them. Um, when I used to go to youth club when I was a kid, that was probably one of them. Um, Sports Justice teams. Is, yeah, Justice is like obviously football. Mine would probably be my gym, which is uh, uh, separate from my work. Um, so it's like not... I don't think, and I obviously from, it was in the New York Times, I think I read it, but it's not good to have everything in one space. So when I had all my kettlebells here in lockdown, I didn't train more because they were there because I was just like going mental that there was a 32 kilo kettlebell next to my toilet, you know, like it's, it was just a, a bit mad because we do want that space that is not work, not home. Like, um, you know, people go to dance classes or uh, uh, I've got a couple of swimmers that I train um, running obviously people have I'd say outside could be a third space if you spend enough time it's like and I think AI could get to the point where it's taking you know it, it's writing programs for people it's doing newsletters for people it's but it will never take away the fact that people are we are human beings and computers will never be everything I don't think no and it's like you can it lacks that human connection, doesn't it? I think that's it. Um, and there's, I think there's there's a time and a place for it in regards to maybe initial thoughts or initial research or whatever. Just like you could argue what people said about Google when it first came about, right? Yeah. When you, if you imagine when we first, when that first came out, where people were like, well, you're not using your head anymore. You're not even thinking anymore. You're using a different yeah. tool. That's so that's so wild and crazy. And it's like, well, no, it became the norm because it allowed us to access more data than what our brain maybe could comprehend or even um, begin to initiate any thoughts around. So it's almost like that that helpful stage in the beginning. That's what I maybe think it could be for a time and a place. Say you or I um, write a blog post or an article and we have a little bit of a scribble of our initial thoughts or ideas, but then we use a search engine or chat GPT to come up with some sort of themes around things. And you go, oh, okay, that's interesting. You're almost like um, when you did your dissertation at uni, you gather all your resources and then you go through them and file what you want to do to then make it a thing, but it should never be the final product. And I think this is a problem within the fitness industry now. A lot of people are using this thinking that it is the final product and making videos using the scripts from it. Or um, I like I sent a message to Sasha the other day of a, like a PT uh, group that I'm in on Facebook where someone had said, oh, well, I actually am not going to lie. I've used it for program design. And I was like, well, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be, and you shouldn't be telling people that because actually that's horrendous. <laughs> Keep those <laughs> thoughts to yourself. Um, because it's just so generic. There's no, there's no, no way in hell that we could input all the data about a client to get the right prescription out of the back of it. Because I couldn't write, um, I couldn't write, for example, 
client came in yesterday, noticed by her body language, she was really low in herself. Her shoulders were forward. Her mood was really low. She actually, we had to reduce the weight on a lot of things. So how is that going to inform the next time I see her in two days time? Chat GPT, tell me. (laughs) It's like, you can't. That's not going to be possible, is it? So that's where the human connection comes in because we can still read people better than machines can at the moment um who knows in the future that might not be the case but right now that's where we're at and I do think there'll always be a time and a place for the human element Mm -hmm. of fitness like Sasha says because we got told that in lockdown we got all look at the amount of companies who invested millions into all fitness and Peloton and all these companies that have done amazing but people still have the need to get that fulfillment from elsewhere a lot of the time or those things last but in many instances they are a bit of a gimmick would you say that's fair to say well peloton didn't do well peloton did really well and then absolutely tanked mm-hmm. so don't get me wrong I, ha- I know people that have their peloton bikes and they like them but that was a perfect example of like oh peloton's gonna solve the a problem that we have now which is that people aren't able to go to their spin classes anymore but the minute that they thought well, people just won't go to spin classes again because they got their Pelotons now. And that wasn't the case at all because people wanted to go to their spin classes surrounded by the people they always see at the class with the teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that the human element, and I think ChatGPT will be good for um, coaches who maybe are, are of a more masculine brain and also things like bodybuilding because bodybuilding is like, tough shit programming it's like yeah oh, Do you want this? Your so what below. yeah oh you're feeling shit like tough I don't care you need to do this because you're booked into a show in six weeks and so it's almost like if chat GPT was helpful in our industry it would be for industries that don't care about the person and I'm not saying that like bodybuilders don't care I'm just saying it's a very logical um it's a very thank you darling my lovely boyfriend lovely assistant Hi, Dan. Coffee and a biscuit. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Um, bodybuilders do care, but their programming is not, you're not, the pro. The person is following the program, the program isn't following the person within bodybuilding. So I think ChatGPT is really good for the more masculine brains because if you said what you just said, Jess, about the person who came in and felt a bit, if you said that to a 23-year-old male Gymshark loving bicep curling person, right? They'd be like, oh my God, who cares? Get it together. Like it's time to go. LFG, man. <laughs> LFG rocket emoji, man. So it's like, that's good for that because they they might be like, what on earth are these two um softies, snowflakes? What are these two snowflakes on about man? <clears throat> you know, so it's like you have to think about who it is going to be good for. And like, we've got clients, I'm sure you've got clients who who just enjoy working with a human being. Yeah, like, and they they wouldn't, yeah, they, they wouldn't have anything different. There's a lady who I work with at the moment and I've worked with her for a while. And I know she listens to this actually. Um, and um, she actually inquired with me over a year ago, potentially. And I told her how I worked online because that's how I was only operating at that moment in time. And uh, she just said, I just don't think that's that's what I want. And I was like, that's cool. And then yeah. as soon as I started um, doing my in-person again um, at the back end of last year, she was like, yeah, 
can we can we go? And we've been working together since. But for, for Heather, in person was so important, especially in the beginning. And now I've explained how it maybe transitions to remote later down the line. She she gets that. But for her, the in-person thing, I think, is, is very valuable at the moment. Yeah. And I've got clients who I've had since day one who are still doing one-to-one. They don't need it. They just really they like it. They like it. And, you know, as... um. Uh, Ramit was saying on this podcast the other day and something I probably said in the past, but it's not like PT and coaching is a luxury. Mm-hmm. It's it's people have the money and they want to spend it on their health and fitness. That's a luxury, right? Spend it however you want. I'm not asked. Sometimes I'm not asked about the utility. Oh yeah, but what about this? It's like if this person is saying, "Look, I've got this money and I really want to go into a different gym and work with someone one to one twice a week." Who are we to say anything? If that's what they want to do, that's absolutely fine. So it's like some people will always want that. And like I said, I've got clients that have been for years and who could train easily on their own. Mm -hmm. And I even say to them sometimes, I'm like, you don't need me anymore. And they're like, I know, but I want to. (laughs) Yeah. That's totally fair. And who are we to say no, you know? So I think... um, some people, especially I, I, I've had people that work from home a lot and don't really talk to many people throughout the day, you know, meetings. Yeah, but you're not necessarily talking. I kind of just sat listening, um, you know, maybe live on their own. And it's like a part of their day when they can come mm. out and, you know, get a good session in and, and have some good chats in the gym. So it's like that human connection part. If you understand how helpful and also how important that is in life, you cannot say that artificial intelligence will take over because mm. and you know what even if it does right Jess what do I always say to you I always say you telling me there's not what 30 people out there that you can help that would want someone someone yeah. to work with one-to-one yeah absolutely there is there will always will be and it's like people might say oh most people want this I'm like yeah but my clients aren't most people yeah. So it's like, that's a cool story. It doesn't work like that. That's not how the human brain works. Yeah, I think that's that's the that's the big one. Um, let me just find a message from uh, that I sent you actually not long ago. So there's a guy called Rand Fishkin. And also Neve, who I know is... Um, what? There's a guy called Rand Fishkin, right? That's his name. Um, wow. I know, wow. Um, and he's really big in like the online marketing world. So Neve, who listens to this, I used to work with her when I worked at the old marketing agency. So she'll know this guy. But he put out a LinkedIn post about chat GPT, which I think is worthwhile sharing. He's This guy is like the Buddha of online marketing. Um, okay. uh, he said, everyone's like obviously buzzing about how you can use it within marketing and content creation and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a bit of a buzzword, but you do need to know that chat GPT's training data currently is only operating up to 2021. Now that might change, but if you're searching for things that have happened in the last couple of years, like recent uh evolved, like how science has evolved, data, yeah. studies, etc. It's not there at the moment. And it might be, obviously, very soon, but mm-hmm. if you're using it as a reliable source for things, it's 
it's not a guarantee. It's a little bit like when we see in our industry, there where people quote studies, but without looking at the other studies or without looking at the sample size, it's like this study said that hundred percent of people. And it's like, yeah, there was six people in that research group. So when you need to maybe have a look at why, <laughs> or when, or when that was, or when, how many times do we hear a study and it's like based on all men or something? Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. So, so being aware of that. Um, yeah. So this means that obviously current events, trends, etc., haven't happened within its awareness. Yeah. It also has no external capabilities and cannot complete lookups. That means it cannot access internet search engines, databases, or any other sources outside of its own model. Oh, I didn't know that. So it's a bit of like an echo chamber, whereas Google on the other <laughs> hand... Literally an echo. We've created one. Yeah, but... So, but then it, Google on the other hand has a lot of external sources. Yeah. So you'll you'll find just like we said before if you go on google now and type in the benefits of lemon water you'll get loads of benefits if you go in and put the negatives of lemon water in the morning you'll find the same whereas this model here is just based on its own its own findings and then lastly it cannot verify facts provide references or perform calculations or translations it can only generate responses based on its own internal knowledge and logic so oh guys this is starting to sound real floppy (laughs) <laughs> well, then this is what I was a bit confused because then I spoke to somebody I know who said they use it in their job to like um, research articles in advance. They almost use it as if it's like a junior copywriter to get okay. them all the resources. That's so cool. And they did say, oh, it actually does pick up some references. So I don't know what Rand said and how that conflicted with what this guy said um, because they were a little bit different, but... I think, like I said, there's, there's definitely a place for it within maybe research and content creation. But when it comes to the fitness industry, I've seen on TikTok already loads, like a girl say, this is the program that ChatGPT wrote for me, or this is the meal plan that ChatGPT wrote for me. And it and it, it they show what it is, but it, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. If you say, so Sasha, if I said to you, um, I've got a client here mm-hmm. and just as, a, just as a coach to coach I said I've got a client here uh, she's a female she um, wants to develop um, a bum as as maybe a, a big trend is within the current yeah. world she wants to develop a bum um, she is 40 years old she um, already walks every day to and from work and um, that's it Give me a program. What would you do with that? I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that's what <laughs> that's what I mean. So it's like you you have what what else do you need from me to make that better? Oh God, I need everything. Give me some. Give the audience some examples of what you need. Well, if someone if someone asked wanted to so. Sorry, did you say 40 at 40? Oh, I'm a, yeah, I've got a 40-year-old lady. She wants to develop a bum. Um, she walks to and from work every day, and um, that's all the information you've got. Fuck. Um, I'd need exercise history. Okay, I'd... so I, I'm sat on my laptop now, and I go, oh, um, she is an active individual. That's the exercise history that you've got. She's, she's been active her... all her life. That's, that's all you've got. I need her resistance training history. Okay, yeah, imagine me trying to explain that to chat okay. GPT now. Um, she, <laughs> yeah, okay, next. 
uh, if it's her main goal, we're talking her main goal is to to build a bum. I know. Yeah. I know. I probably I probably need a food diary. Yeah. What else um, might be helpful though with that goal for you to actually understand? How big a bum is now? <laughs> yeah, that might be that might be one. But I guess as well, like, why is it important to her? Yeah. Well, Chat, what, Chat GPT what? don't care really. Like that you said about the the masculine thinking. You might say, well, what does that matter? But it's like, yeah, I would want to know the reason. So the reason I'd want to know for, for everyone listening, the reason people might be like, oh, it doesn't matter. She just wants a bum. The reason I'd need to know if it matters is because if it doesn't matter that much, then that person is less likely to to follow it through. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, um, Jess, I'm sure you, you've been speaking to, to clients before and you've said, uh, people have said, oh, I really want to do this. And you say like, oh, how come? Um, and they're like, oh, uh, I don't know, really. I just think it'd be cool. And I'm like, that's fine. Because I, sometimes I do stuff because I think it'd be cool. I did some stuff yesterday because I thought, oh, yeah, that'll be cool. But when something inevitably will take a really long time, like marathon training, like building, a, a, especially as a 40-year-old woman, to build a substantial amount of muscle, that you're talking years there. So if someone doesn't really care and they think it's just a, like a passing comment, then there's no way on this earth that they, they're going to commit to years of doing the things that you do need to do to grow a substantial amount of muscle. So for, for it's almost like a time saving, not just for me, but for them. Because if I sit at home and think, okay, right, so this is going to, let's think about, so a diet's this, this is our exercise history. So single leg work's actually not that good, um, but we'll need to get a lot better. So we need to work. It's like, if you don't really care that much, then I'm not, there's no point. Mm-hmm. But it, as as a as a robot as AI, yeah, do they that that person doesn't care about that person? Do you know what I mean? To no, robot, out. robot doesn't care. A robot doesn't. I know. I could always write that. Pro- I could write that program in the next ten seconds in my mind. What that what chat GPT would give them. Mm-hmm. It would be drop sets. It would be hip thrusts. It would be um, uh, pro- like just typical linear progression, progressive overload, um. Lots of single leg work, lunges, um, leg press, uh, loads of deadlifts. Not not really much thought in, into recovery. It'll probably just be eight to twelve reps, three sets. Mm-hmm. Um, hitting glutes more than once a week, obviously. Um, but that program is fine. But again, how do we know how much how much work they're going to put into it? How do we know their adherence ad- adherence? How are we going to know um, if they're doing enough? Like volume is different for everybody. So how do we know that they can recover from that volume yeah. in order for the muscle to grow? Because remember, for muscle to grow, you need to be able to recover from the amount of volume you have. And when you're working with a person, you can figure that out because you can say, yo, how are you feeling? I feel like I've been hit by a monster truck. Right. So probably too much. Let's dial it back. But it's almost like it, it would work in extreme circumstances of uh moves really well no injury no injury sorry um good training age yeah good training age understands the gym understands basic fitness principles knows um that a slight surplus of calories is needed and doesn't mind putting on weight because obviously if you want a bigger bum guess what you're gonna put on weight um yeah it would almost take a like an an avatar so yeah. ChatGPT is creating a program for an avatar 
basically that doesn't exist so almost like a a shell of a human being yeah which is fine you know this this is what I mean I'm not not like I'm not saying it's not good I'm just saying it's fine but it's I I don't even see it as a threat because it's not my job yeah that's it and it's like it's exactly the same as what an ebook is really isn't it or like a an app app online because it's just generic um exercises and things like that that's all it is um and that's and that's fine if you're happy with that because mm-hmm. that's what you're paying for. Chat GPT, I think, is currently free. Although I think they've got current like a capacity on the sign up. So I was just trying to see if I could sign in them, but I think they they've got like a user capacity. But um, so it's the same as the ebooks, the the Nike fitness apps, whatever. They're often at a lower price point because it is just generic fitness advice that's given out. Yeah, but this is it. That's the, it's almost like ChatGPT. ChatGPT is a new thing, but generic stuff is not a new thing. Things have been yeah. generic for decades. I think it's just the AI thing that's sexy yeah. isn't it, at the minute for a lot of people. It's like, wow, like that's so cool that you can. And it is cool. It is, yeah. I, I literally, um, there's a new feature on Canva, by the way, where you can upload a photo of yourself. So I did that photo that you took of me in train. I had, that, I had your oh, black yeah. top on that you lent me, yeah. right? So I had that black top on and you can do like a tool where you cover your whole outfit in this tool and then you can go onto the box next to Canva and type in what outfit you would like it to put in. So I went in next to it and I put, so profe- cool. I put professional blouse. So I've it's just gener- gener- uh, generated. So let me see if I can show you actually. I was, oh, I, was... I think I saw this on, um. you can, yeah. so like it's very, very good for headshots. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, look. So look, this is this is me in a professional blouse. <laughs> what blouse? What blouse? Well, I only did it. Obviously, it's a crop top, isn't it? So I just did a little blouse. But then that's that's a new headshot there. Look. Oh my god! You have right after this podcast, I am going straight. Oh my god! Can you put it sexy lingerie? <laughs> please do it live, just please. Okay, let me try and do it while I've got you live. Guys, I'm going to be like the person who describes what's happening. So Jess is on Canva and she's getting um, a photo of herself, picture of, a p- picture of herself, like kind of a you know, like a, almost like a headshot one. Uh, uh, should I go for that one again? Yeah, go for that one again because it's very headshotty. Okay. So Jess is in the gym. She's wearing some grey shorts and my black crop jumper that I lent her. And uh, so you go on edit photo, magic edit. Oh my god, uh, this is. A- so now I just need to... So am I going to do my whole outfit, Emma? No, just do the top. <laughs> so basically you colour in. Okay, so this is where AI is great because photos cost a lot of money and you can pretty much... This is one of the best things I've ever seen. So she's coating her top in like a purple thing, I'm guessing, just to cover. So, so continue. <gasps> Please. Am I going to put... I'm going to put sexy. Sexy lingerie. <laughs> Wait. The Wait. Is that how you spell it? That's right. Yeah, that's right. right. Oh my God, this is going to... Oh my God, I can't wait for this. Oh my God, I can't wait. It's so funny. Oh no, it's not allowed. Maybe I need to take it. Okay, lingerie. (laughs) Maybe it's not PC. This is going to work when I did it earlier with a professional blouse. I feel like it's on countdown. Do I have to share these? Everyone going, oh... Oh, the hell is that? That it's is the best one. but it's from Marks and Spencer. Oh, 
that one's it's well it's still it's still covered my arms because I think the top obviously itself has covered my arms hasn't it I actually quite like you tell you what Jess is well endowed <laughs> that is she's gone, fake, she's gone from a offense, probably an A cup to a triple G excuse me I'm actually a B before you insult me any further <laughs> oh my god I'm this is gonna be so much fun oh that one's awful yeah that one oh, that one's yeah it's the worst yeah yeah Okay, cool. This is this is great. This is see, I'm here for this on I'm here for this artificial intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think the headshot thing is very good. And for people who are in fitness, obviously you um it's good to I know photos for a website or um I personally would rather just work with a photographer just in case. Yeah, because actually- do you do you think photographers are sat there panicking about this? Yeah, but again, it's like there's always going to be people who want a photographer. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's it. If, I'm I'm not thinking for my wedding day. Me and Matt are just going to get AI generated oh in my God. nice white dress. Exactly right. Exactly. So some people, especially the older generation, and maybe the Gen Zers and whatever's after that, will see more value in that. But I think anyone from millennial up is going to be like, well, I'd rather just have somebody there to take the photos. You can't I mean- ask that chap gpt like quite specific questions it's just oh can you take a picture of me um cutting the cake or whatever and it's just like it might just look really shit yeah yeah and the thing is you do see some fails as well don't you like on that where it's like there'll be like an extra bit of like face in or like hand yeah yeah (laughs) i think that's it um that's so good maybe i actually want to try and put put myself in in a wedding dress on this one see if that does anything um but like we say, there's 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 always a time and place for it. But I also think, even though we are moving forward in a lot of things in regards to technology, I think, oh my god, this it's giving me a new one. Wow, I didn't even press anything. Then I need to share this one with you because I didn't even just I just I just opened my eyes to this. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Oh my me. god, it's too funny. <laughs> oh my god. It's- <laughs> so funny i'll share it oh my god and that one look at the top right top right top right oh that one just makes me look a bit saggy (laughs) oh gosh um but um even though we're moving forward with everything with technology there's always like part of me that thinks people still like um the novel elements or the feelings tied to things that are almost like art so the thing that springs to mind when I say this is record players so mm-hmm. yeah there's, okay. there's a reason that like cassettes haven't um come back I think because they were like a bit plasticky and like not very like aesthetic and yeah whereas we went into HMV a, a few weeks ago when we were shopping and I just thought around the records themselves it it is a piece of art, isn't it? Like the actual big yeah. tricky records, like they are beautiful. And I can imagine when you when that was the only option of things to buy, that was such an experience to go. Even when I think about like, going and buying a CD when we were younger, that was like a proper experience because you'd buzz for it. You couldn't wait. Yeah. You'd have the the little fold out insert, which had all the lyrics, yeah. Had all the lyrics in, which is amazing. Um, but it was like an experience. And I think when things stand out in people's memories where makes it ties to human connection they always have a place or come back around so maybe there's an element within the fitness industry now which is I don't even know I can't even think maybe on its way out slightly or dwindling but Mm -hmm. 
and it's I don't I don't know what it is because I can't think of anything. But it's not to say that's forever. Yeah. Sometimes things do come back in their own way. Exactly. And just think some people are emotionally attached to certain ways of doing things. Like just think like on Ramit's podcast, you hear sometimes like, oh yeah, my dad still keeps cash under the mattress. He doesn't mm. even have a bank account. It's like obviously that's not ideal, but he just wants to do it. He feels better yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like I think there'll there'll always be people who just like doing things a certain way, and no technology is ever going to change that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I agree. I think um, and and that's the that's the probably the the toss up, isn't it? Of like art v science, which is like the science slash technology is moving in a direction that none of us maybe can even fathom right now, but there'll always be a place for the art within it yeah and I would love I would love to look at right or if anyone listening can can tell me if you've ever had um a coach that you've been with for a while but have also done in the past a template I want to know how long you stuck with that template how much that template impacted your life as a whole and I well, well tell me if it's any different but I guarantee it will not be as long. Mm. How how I mean, Jess, we used to do it when we were younger. If I downloaded Flavia Del Monte YouTube training thing, I probably did it for two weeks. Yeah. The Julian Michaels DVD that I had was 30 days, and that's all I could stick it out. <laughs> there you go. So you do that and then you'd be looking for something else. I just can't imagine downloading something for free or cheap um off the internet looking at it and being like yeah this is me for the next few years I don't think it, it, I would honestly say well I'd love to look at the statistics how many people even do it mm. if it's yeah. free very cheap or like you know when we were talking about the um what's her name watermelon lady uh Tammy Hembro yeah so her thing you, I think it's uh 60 quid yeah it's actually for, for that that's a rip-off um but it was like meal one what we were laughing on a, a probably a very early episode actually saying like a, a snack was genuinely like watermelon and people telling you came. how yeah and it was telling you how to like chop it up oh, and serve yeah, it watermelon and I'm thinking people paid 60 quid for this mm, yeah so how many people do you think followed that the workouts and the meal plan for a substantial amount of time yeah but when things are a paid feature I do think that also impacts how much value you attach to something sometimes mm-hmm. as well which is yeah. some, there's a bit of like a um, discussion isn't there in the industry when you first start coaching where it's like yeah. don't give your coaching out for free even or like because you just end up people don't value it enough but value is a very funny thing it's probably a different topic but um I've, I think I've told this story before but when people start talking about money and value I always start to think it doesn't matter how much money someone's got. If someone mm. doesn't value something, they ain't spending it. Like uh, the the analogy I, or the example I was using is when I lived with a client in Saudi, and he had he was a multimillionaire. He yeah, had a, he had all, he could probably couldn't even spend all his money if he wanted to. He didn't have Spotify Premium. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I remember we were listening to Jamiroquai, <laughs> and an advert came I mean. on, and I literally because I obviously I knew him very well an advert came on I looked at him I was like are you having a laugh and he's like what what and I was like come on I was like loosen up the purse strings a bit 
we don't want adverts and when we're training get Spotify premium he's like I'm not paying 9.99 for that I don't mind the adverts and I was like there you go yeah and people yeah. might be like oh you know um oh they could definitely afford it it's like it doesn't matter if you can afford it, it you don't value matter. it yeah it doesn't the, the the being able to afford it or not is irrelevant if you yeah. don't value it you ain't gonna you ain't gonna spend it that's yeah me and Matt have this discussion not long ago because he pays for YouTube premium but he watches YouTube oh yeah every the day he watches go. golf he watches a lot of stuff on there like sports stuff whereas I would be like well why I could never imagine paying for that but then I don't value it in the same way but if you said that to me about Spotify, I would oh think, God, yeah. don't be crazy. Of course you would pay for premium. <laughs> like I would never not pay for Spotify premium. I listened to hours and hours and hours of Spotify. It would, it would fur- infuriate me. Yeah. So, so it's where you, thing. Yeah. It's all where you, where you, uh, like you say, where, where you put your value. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so there you go with, co- with AI and coaching. If you value coaching actual coaching then the ai could become absolutely amazing and it probably still wouldn't phase you no value humans and working with humans then it's ai could give you a fucking great program so irrelevant i value i value a human and i value conversation you can't have a conversation with chat gpt yeah i think yeah i think like you say sash it's um there's it it's there's always going to be a place for that there's always going to be a place for the human connection side of things um mm. and i'm sure we're not the only people in a, in regards to our industry that are seeing the challenges of of tech and stuff in regards yeah. to replacing jobs or whatever but it doesn't seem like a threat if you know your your value and your and your worth and how much of a difference you can make to clients by connecting with people on the basis that we do which is it's very client centric right yeah absolutely which is why like i said before like it it's not like I'm not worried is that I, I, it doesn't cross my mind it mm. literally doesn't cross my mind from when I started so many tech things have come into play that where people have been like oh your job might be on the line I'm like yes yeah, sweet yeah not th- <laughs> still, not a threat no still here eight years later and I if this AI bot whatever can't write programs as well as I can so my job <laughs> goodbye <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I agree. I entirely agree. And I think it's not even about the threat thing, but it's also the, um, like, how we use it. It's, like, to use it with caution if you are using it for whatever reason um, and take into consideration the things that it doesn't know about you. Please mm-hmm. see my TEDx talk about intuition, which went into this very well. Yeah, and it's what what you want. Remember, some people just want a program quickly. Yeah. That's it, and that's fine. If you want that, then go for it there's plenty of that I mean there's thousands of them already out there but yeah probably millions but um there's nothing wrong with that and that's why like I think it's important for Jess and I to be like um we're not saying that it's wrong we're just saying that it's not what we do I don't even see it as the same job as me no no it's just a different yeah and it's yeah it's just a different thing and if you see it as like a tool within our industry and you are another coach and you are using it it's like yeah, yeah. use it with caution use it to maybe spark ideas but not to be the idea itself like exactly exactly that so yeah it's um huge thing taking the industry by storm taking all industries by storm but yeah absolutely think about what you want from fitness and if you want something personal then great if you don't then fine yeah yeah that's ace
Cool. So um, as always, like, share and subscribe if you'd like this week's podcast. We have got a guest who's going to be on next week's podcast who, if you felt like there was a little bit of a weird interruption within this episode, it's because there was. And our guest actually just... Very weird interruption. Our guest actually just joined us midway through our chat um, because the time zones are all different and messed up. So we're going to be meeting with her on Friday, which is therefore going to be Wednesday's episode next week. Um, And that is um, a friend of mine who I met when I did camp... um, back in 2010 Ooh, throwback um and it's my friend danny and she is a fitness coach over in portland oregon and um she's got a really cool story that she's going to share i'm going to talk to her about all things fitness in the us the the uk talk yeah. about her career um talk about her juggling motherhood and um fitness as well so it's going to be a really good chat yeah so that podcast will air on the 26th of april yeah the 26th will air on Oh, we'll get confusing. Oh, we're we're, we're going to be we're going to be ahead of ourselves, which is going to be great. Oh yeah, that's good. We'll have an extra pod. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, oh. love it. Ace. Right, guys, thanks for listening. Um, like, share, subscribe, do whatever you want. Um, but yeah, we appreciate it, and we're almost at hundred episodes. So um, yeah, that's going for for two years. Big love, everybody. See you later. Bye. 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 See you later, Sash. Bye. <laughs>